0: It's time now for 15 minutes of faith, practical application of God's timeless truth for today with your host, me, Pastor Jeremy Beiler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan. So let's get started with 15 minutes of faith. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Thank you once again for joining us here today on 15 Minutes of Faith. I am your host, Pastor Jeremy Beiler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan, and we're continuing where we left off last week when we asked ourselves, what do we really do when we find ourselves in the case of fretting? Uh, When we fret in the events of this world, when we see things going awry, when we feel like that the world is falling apart all around us, what do we do? And we learned that all we need to do is trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding, is just continue to rest in him, continue to focus on him and continue to seek him first because he knows all things and he is in control of all things. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Uh, the earth, and they that dwell therein. And it's by him that all things consist. That word consist means as held together. Nothing is unraveling. God has it all under control. But we did transition to the fact that there is a battle that is being fought. And so often that when we look about, when we look around ourselves, and we want to point at people We say, this person's doing wrong, that person is evil, Uh, this individual is causing all the problems, but that's not what the Bible says. If you were to ask yourself right now, who is the enemy, Uh, if you're thinking of a person, you're wrong. The enemy is the devil. It always has been and always will be. And if the devil can get us pitted against each other, that is, person against person, Uh, He is doing his job, but it's our job to fight the battle. And you may be thinking, well, then I need to go toe-to-toe with the devil. No, that's not the case at all. And that brings us to our verses today that we're going to look at in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 is where I started off in verse number 10, where it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong. Be strong where? Is he just telling them, the the people of the church at Ephesus, just to be strong because a storm is coming? Be strong because you're going to have to stand your ground. No. He says, be strong in the Lord. That's where our strength comes from. It comes from God, not from us, not from our own wit, not from our own understanding. Uh, Our strength does not come from others in positions of power. No, our strength comes from the Lord. And, that, and he reiterates that in chapter 6, verse 10, where he says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It is all reliant on God, and it's all about us trusting in him and standing behind him in his power and in his might. And we can access that through the throne of grace by approaching God at the throne and asking him. Now, we won't look at it today, but there are numerous times in the Old Testament where we see God's people going to battle, And all they do is cry out unto the Lord. They cry out unto Him, and God gives them the victory. Let me ask you today how much crying out unto God have you been doing? Let me ask you this too Are you crying out unto God as the book of James says that uh, we are asking that we may consume it upon our lusts? That is, are we praying uh, maybe in a bad spirit? Are we praying perhaps with an angry heart? Uh, I've seen some people use Bible verses out of context uh, as a way to kind of, uh, with no better term, no better way to put this, to curse an individual, and that's a gross misappropriation of Scripture. We are to pray in the Spirit. We are to pray along with the Holy Spirit who helps us and teaches us to pray, that we may pray in unison with God as we seek God's will in the matter. Speaking of which, as Jesus Christ was preparing to go to the cross, as he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He actually prayed, Lord, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me. But then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He he prayed, Lord, if there's any other way that we can save all of humanity without me going to the cross, let it be done. He says, but regardless, I am going to obey. And he was obedient, even unto the death of the cross. So we are to be strong. Remember, when things go awry, we're to trust in the Lord. We're the, we are to rest in the Lord. We are to keep serving God And we are to finally be strong in the Lord, trusting in his strength and his strength alone. So how do we do that? How do we do that? Verse 11 says, put on the whole armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against the who? The wiles of the devil. You see, it doesn't say there, put on the whole armor of God so that you can win the social media debate. Put on the armor of God so that your preferred candidate can take office. Put on the whole armor of God so those people on the news will finally get it right. No, put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Remember, the devil is our real enemy. The book of 1 Peter chapter 5 tells us, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary who? The devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to destroy us. He wants to devour us. And he truly is our adversary. That is who the battle is against. It's not against people. And the Bible reaffirms that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 12. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We talked about it a little bit last week, and I'll say it again today, is when you look at someone and you feel that, that, that blood boiling inside you, and I'm not talking about uh, any situation other than it's somebody that maybe you see on television, maybe it's somebody you see online, maybe it's something you read about a person, you don't even know this individual, uh, but yet that person gets your blood boiling, and you're angry at them. I'll tell you what, that's not the Spirit of God. God loves the whole world. He gave his, his only begotten son for the entire world, so that whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we know that the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's not where the battle is. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it continues and says, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world... Against spiritual wickedness in high places, that is talking about the devil and his minions. Lucifer, as he was known at one time, uh, one of the most beautiful angel uh, up there in the heavenlies, uh, wanted to make himself as the most high, and because of his pride and trying to lift himself up, God cast him out of heaven. And many angels followed Lucifer on that path out of heaven as they were beginning to follow him there. And those became, as we know now, as demons, his minions, his workers. See, Satan is not omnipresent. Uh, we know that from the book of Job. Uh, when it says, when God asks him, where have thou been? And he says, uh, just wandering to and fro throughout the earth. He cannot be everywhere. He needs help. And he has it in the form of his demons, uh, in the form of his uh, his principalities, his powers, his rulers of darkness and, and of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. And that's the one thing we need to realize, is that the battle is greater than us, and that's why we need to be strong in the Lord. And we're given that advice in verse 13. He says, wherefore, when you see that word wherefore, it's saying because of what you just read, because of the fact that we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. "...because we need to put on the whole armor of God, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, because the battle is not flesh and blood, but against the the rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places, because of that, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand." And again, when we find ourselves uh, fretting because of things going on, when we find ourselves in what is seemingly impossible situations, when we find ourselves uh, just up against the wall and not knowing what to do, remember, the battle is the Lord's, and we are to stand in his strength and his strength alone. But he has given us the equipment and the proper tools to fight that battle. And that's what we're going to look at as we continue on in this study, and we're going to start today in verse 14. Stand therefore, he says, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. As you can see, the Apostle Paul is using symbolism here. Uh, The time and the people that he's talking to, the people at the Church of Ephesus during that time, they would really be able to relate to and understand what he's talking about. And at those times, there were Roman guards. And he's using their armor, the battle armor that they use, as an illustration of what we're to wear, but using that in comparison to the tools and the weapons and the arsenal that God gives us. So at the same time, he's painting a picture of a mighty strong soldier. The Roman soldiers were of the best during that time, but God's soldiers are even better. So as he's painting this picture and using this imagery, uh, there's some truths we can draw from this as well, where it says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. What does that mean? What's the significance of girding our loins with truth? Well, when you talk about girding your loins in regards to the Roman soldier, what that is is he's putting on uh, the, the, the loincloth, he's, he's bringing it up, and he's getting ready for business. That's really what that means. Uh, you know, Gird up your loins is what the, what the Bible says, and it means you're getting ready to go to work. Go to work, and, and you're getting ready to what? And it says there in verse 14, stand. Getting ready to take a stand. And we know there from verse 14, the only way we can take a stand is what? With truth. Not with opinion, not with preference, not with tradition, but with truth. That is the way we take our stand. And we can only do that in the power of God and in his might. So when we see things that we may think are contrary uh, to religion, when we see things that are contrary to the way things have always been done, we must always filter them through truth that is the word of God. If it is contrary to scripture, it is wrong. And we must plant our flag and stand firm. But we are standing behind the truth of God's word. And with God's word comes God's power. So we are taking a stand. We're girding up our loins. We're preparing to do battle. We're preparing to go to work, taking that stand with truth. And then it says, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and that's interesting there, too, as well, as having on the breastplate. Two things as well with girding our loins and wearing the breastplate is those are two particular areas on the soldier that are vulnerable, okay? And we, we apply that to our lives is that we need to take our stand and protect the vulnerable areas in our lives because the devil knows our weaknesses, and he's going to attack them. You think the devil would go after our strengths? no the devil doesn't want to fight a fair fight. He's going to find out where we're weak, and he's going to go for it. And that's why we must have the breastplate of righteousness to protect those vulnerable areas. And our righteousness is in Jesus Christ. And our only righteousness can come in Christ and Christ alone, and that comes through salvation. As we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, and as the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us, that breastplate, the covering of our heart, is the Lord Jesus. So not only do we have the strength of our God going before us, but we have the representation or the breastplate of righteousness in Jesus Christ standing in our stead. A lot of protection there, uh, taking care of our vulnerable areas that only Jesus can do. And and so that's the the one thing I'm going to leave you with today as we can prepare to do battle with the devil. As you can see, we are getting further and further away from the battle, but closer and closer to God because he is the one that fights for us. And we do that through prayer. And we pray unto the Lord. We pray unto him. We ask him for strength, for guidance, for correction, for instruction, uh, to help us uh, keep our hearts clean and, and do all of those things. And as we do that, we gird up our loins and get ready to do business. You see, sometimes I think God allows wicked people to come into power to wake the Christian up. So many times we believe that if others are in power and things are going the way that we believe they should go, then we are normally we stand back and we sit pat and we are content. And content in a bad way that we are complacent really is the word I'm looking for. And we say, you know what? I don't need to do anything. And God sends someone our way to kind of wake us up and get us standing once again to do battle against the devil. And then we have our breastplate guarded. Guard your heart uh, with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. So again, we're just getting started with these today in Ephesians chapter 6. I would encourage you to read these verses, meditate on them. Uh, If you have some time, take a look at a Roman soldier, because we're going to continue with the rest of the armor of God as we prepare to do battle against the devil. So I hope this has been an encouragement to you thus far. There is more to come, but you must tune in next week. But until then, until next time, until I see you again, stay faithful.